Just a quick announcement at the top of the show. Movies is going to be recorded and released twice a week, every week. Head on over to patreon.com slash so you don't miss a single episode. And you'll also be able to get exclusive access to series like After Dark, niche influential films of the 20th century, where each month I am going to be covering an underrated or overlooked film from the 20th century that had a lasting cultural impact that maybe isn't even noticed today. Go on over there again, patreon.com slash Lores, the $5 and up level. You're going to get a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm probably going to give you a little bit of insight on the making of our feature film that we've been working on for the past year, Mass State Lottery. Patreon.com slash Lores. Enjoy the show. This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema, and this is our very first crossover episode. We're going to be talking about Army of the Dead with the guys from Death Curse Comics, and this is going to be a two-part special airing on Monday and Thursday. Mr. Ward, how would you like to make $50 million on a warm summer's evening? On a train bound for nowhere, met up with a gambler, we were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces. Think about everything we did, all those people we saved. The way they held their eyes. Look what it does. You don't mind my saying. Oh, what if? I can see you're out of base. Not just once. We did something just for us. You ready to play? There's $200 million in the vault beneath the strip. With a 32-hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. I didn't record the audio for this one, so apologies in advance if it sounds a little tin can-ish compared to the usual. Anyhow, enjoy the episode. I am a computer. I have been programmed to dance. I am here we're here with the headshot dudes low res and Tom. Hi, hi. great crossovers of history yes. right here an excellent podcast for, for all our dudes we're talking army of dead to army of the dead tonight Zack snyder and some other guy writing I uh, can't even remember the guy's name now. Doesn't Zach's matter. Directing. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> it's not James Gunn from Dawn of the Dead. And that is very clear up front. I, I think this is all Zack Snyder's project, even if there was another screenwriter. I know he had a story idea as early as maybe like 2005, 2006, where he was talking about, all right, we're going to do a follow-up to Dawn of the Dead. It's, it's not going to be a real sequel, but it'll be a spiritual sequel to it. And it's going to be the same kind of zombies, but... The key difference this time is that the zombies will know how to rape. They're going to want to rape and <laughs> eat people. Okay, and that was real. Like That was 100% real. That was I good. read that was, about that. That's amazing. 90 million. 90 million. Here. Sounds great. <laughs> okay. Warner Brothers wanted it. So you've seen cuties. <laughs> this just sounds like, the, like what pimps would do if they took over. You know, they're just like they're ripping faces off and raping things. Like they still, they still manage to get a little, strong. a little nod to rape in. Uh, <laughs> well, to like rape. casting Chris D'Elia initially, yeah. <laughs> it it feels like very like, yeah, nineteen seventies exploitation kind of concept, and uh, you know, gradually that just kind of like faded away i think because of the current culture that we're in you could probably get away with that in 2006 i don't think you get away with it now For, that's definitely a a touchy subject it uh i brought it up before uh off air but there's this there's like an old book i think it was called uh trailer park of the dead it started as like a blog in the like early 2000s mm-hmm. i fucking wish i could remember the guy's name right now i've had a couple drinks tonight though uh believe it's called trailer park of the dead and there's like these two guys that find a chick that they thought was like the the hottest chick in town before the zombie apocalypse 
and they track her down and they find out she turned into a zombie. So they cuff her, knock all her teeth out and bring her back to their RV where they just like rape her constantly as a zombie. And that was one of the darkest things I ever read in anything. Told me tra- about it. I was like, trailer that's park wild. Of death? Trailer Park of the Dead, I think is what it's called. I can look it up. Wait, off air. Trailer, trailer Park of Terror. I found one. Uh, that uh, might be a comic. It's a movie. Yeah, it was a, a comic and it got turned into a movie, but there's another one uh, that just started as a short story that I don't think is related to that. Oh, okay. uh, L- look up zombie rape. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when when I first heard about that whole Snyder rape stuff, that's instantly what I thought of. And I was like, oh, that could be like a very dark, violent, like you said, sort of grindhouse 70s movie. But zombie sex trafficking, you can do Jeffrey Epstein's zombie thing. <laughs> What is that? It doesn't... do on Zombie Island too. Sex trafficking. Yeah, a little Jeffy's <laughs> Island. It doesn't really make sense though, because blood is not flowing through their body. So how is that dick hard at all to be able to rape? You well, know? the dick gets hard. It's it, the, the it pussy just... is not doing. Well, it's not wet. It's cold. Yeah. It's like putting your your dick in an ice cube tray where the ice. Yeah, the is dick has rigor they... mortis. The dick. The person oh. died. The dick got hard yeah. and never gets soft again. That's the problem. Yeah. But then the how long does that last? For too, that's so that's why he's it. the king. <laughs> like how long before you know he goes in and he just explodes because he's run? Yeah. Well, that you, you're, uh, they're like bees. You get one sting and you're out. That's why. He's so, <laughs> oh, that's off the baby he comes, See, if that were the case, then you like you've got some some skin in the game now. The head of your dick in the game. Uh, like there's you can only yeah that one shot to perpetuate the next what zeus 2 and uh they they take it away from you but this this movie is like a non-believer and Chekhov's gun and all that shit so anything like that like laying groundwork at the beginning to pay off later on don't expect that i don't know if you guys get into spoilers really early on and shit uh it's yeah, normally a free for all I mean, yeah we we don't I mean we haven't really talked about any like recent movies in a little bit but I think the general rule is if somebody clicks on the episode then and we're You've talking for an hour two hours you know what you're yeah. in for you're going to yeah. you're going to get spoiled you really think we're going to be that like safe for you where you can go and check out the movie <laughs> afterward with not without knowing anything yeah uh, safe uh, for a Netflix film the, <laughs> all right let's ba- spoil it the zombies yeah. did it yeah the, the baby the baby being offed uh could have been a, a big thing and more of a moment than just Zack snyder trying to have a cool visual uh and just an excuse to piss off that character to go hunt everyone down uh which is not what i expected to happen uh we can get there there's a lot to yeah. go over before that that's like the third yeah. part of them how Fuck, about man. How about them trying to convince us once again that a gigantic man is just a regular guy that cooks burgers at oh. the end of the apocalypse? <laughs> like he's got, McGee? His yeah. muscles on his shoulders are, are bigger than any muscle in my body or all of my muscles put together. And this guy just flips burgers. Where is heavy he burgers. His, where is he getting his steroids? Where is he getting his burgers? Uh, they're bison so burgers. Thank you very much. The press release said like a bunch of them are supposed to be like ex-military, but they don't actually explain that in the movie at all. Like they're it's doing tank, the Marvel though. method of telling you that's, what things are after the movie comes out. That's not what military people look like. I've never seen a military person that looks oh, like that. Oh, yeah, like, no. Like the juggernaut. If that guy's yeah. military, that's like a like PMC ex military guy. Like those are the dudes that are just like out of regulation now and gigantic. Yep. Uh, Super like soldier, your, your neck yeah. doesn't even fit into the fucking standardized uniforms and shit. Uh, With his team, he's you know that one girl that was uh, in Spanglish. That's the one that he like falls in love with. You know they show her where she goes to her um, her garage and she has from? all her weapons. And she's like, uh, getting that, 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 is, that, is that the girl from Natural Libre? Yeah. It oh, is. yeah. That. It's yes. so funny. Hell yeah. Um, but she's, you know, in her garage getting geared back up again to go back and fight. And she picks up a gun. And as soon as she picks it up and holds it, she holds it like a kindergartner. You know, where like her arms are completely bent and she's not even like really aiming mm-hmm. it right. And she's like, yeah. And we're supposed to look at her as like this special forces soldier because we see her kicking ass earlier. And it's like, oh, I don't buy you at all as a soldier because you just picked it up like an idiot. 
hot. Yeah, fan. I know she should have been shooting it sideways like a gangster from 2003. <laughs> like there. a chola, like the, yeah. the other girl that just killed like 50 zombies because she got mad or whatever. Yeah, they and, already uh, had her buddy two... with the bleached hair. He was holding his gun sideways. Sometime. Yeah, they already <laughs> had too yeah. many cholos, man. <laughs> would have thrown off the game. Uh, all right, but that, what about that guy, the, the YouTuber? The YouTuber didn't even make sense for why they would add him to the crew. Like the video they showed wasn't him like tracking down zombies and killing them in really cool ways. It was just him standing in front of them and shooting them in the head. But he's five a feet gang away. member first. But it's like YouTubers. They were like, "Oh, we gotta get this guy because he's got like a million hits on YouTube." It's like all he did was stand there. <laughs> you're a military unit. And you're hiring. You're you're oh, hiring Jake on. Paul. He was using one bullet to kill three zombies. That's pretty cool. <laughs> if I saw a video of that, I would immediately hire this guy for my multi-million dollar gift. <laughs> no, I you wouldn't. You would immediately but... <laughs> trust your life to him. <laughs> I don't know. I saw a YouTube video. It had a lot of thumbs up, a few thumbs down. Uh, How about hiring your old aunt to be a pilot? Oh, oh, <laughs> what you mean, uncle? Your, your old frail aunt that yeah. cuts her hair short so that she doesn't have to do anything with it, just comb it once. My aunt Steve. Yeah. She doesn't look like she could pick up the helmet to your wear. Your aunt like, who's been on <laughs> chemotherapy for the past four months. And just chain Move. smoking the whole movie. That's all yeah, I could think your about. Aunt with I was emphysema. like laughing. Just uh the, they're like, you know what would be funny? Like, everybody knows you as a cancer survivor. What if you're just blasting black and milds the whole time? Uh, that would be, like, I, like wicked. <laughs> I couldn't tell if the, uh, you know, the composition of throwing Tignataro into the movie was, like, blatantly obvious that she wasn't there or if it was because I was approaching it knowing that they had fired Chris D'Elia and then implemented her in the editing bay. And what do you what do you guys same. think? I'm the same with you. I couldn't I I couldn't tell because I knew, you know? There so there right. was a few spots where it felt obvious, but I was like, "Ah, would I've known, you know, other than the shots where she was alone, where that I think, you know, is an indicator the sometimes. There's yeah. one scene I think where it seemed to really stand out. I want to say it was they're like walking into uh one of the entrances and they're all talking and it's right before Tig is like, uh, Hey, you trust, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this dude back here, or this dude, like their first attempt at her doing a joke. And you're like, Oh, oh. this is, this is the bar. Oh shit. Like, this is what we're getting into. Well, uh, that was more distracting to me, the dialogue, because he well, felt completely out of place with everyone. And the way everyone reacted to exactly. what she was saying was just like, like she, didn't say, like she did not say any of that. I <laughs> was unsure there because I knew they spent a decent amount of money on like getting her into the movie. So I was like, maybe there's a couple of scenes where they were able to get her in with some people, but that's like the whole lineup in that scene. And then I realized in one of the shots, Batista is looking right over her head at Chris Delia's eyeline. Uh, at a man Chris Delia's height. And I was like, she is not there. And I was like, that's why there's that weird soft focus rim around her at like all times. And that's how you can tell when she's actually in a scene with someone. And I think one of the only scenes she's actually in with people is when Batista and the Nacho Libre chick go and see her through the fence. And I well, don't even know if she's actually there with them because they shoot it back and forth. Yeah, and that I I thought yeah. that was weird too, and that was maybe my first tip off that it, maybe it's not just that I know, uh, because there was seemingly no, um, you know, mm-hmm. forethought to like do an over the shoulder on somebody or like have her in the frame slide or even them mm-hmm. like something you could even have a stand in for. You didn't you didn't need these actors. Um, it was just like flat shots. Back to yep. back with like the 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 fence there uh, separating them. It was a very peculiar first interaction for that character. You think they would have tried to make it seem a little more, I guess, seamless, but it, no. yeah, it didn't it, feel storyboarded at all. Now that you mentioned no. that, that's mm. it. It felt like shot from the hip almost. And yeah. did any of you guys watch the like Snyder School little episodes they did for it that are like the yeah. behind the scenes where he was bragging <laughs> about being his own cinematographer? I watched oh, one yeah, of those yeah, right yeah, yeah. before this. I, yeah. I watched, I think, maybe the first one where he's... Oh, and I, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll be straightforward. Uh, you know, I'm a Zack Snyder fan. I get uh-huh. painted as a Zack Snyder sycophant online. I, it's not the case. <laughs> I actually, I am, uh, you know, not 
a big fan of this movie. But one of the things that I did like was the uh, peculiar choice of lenses and the like very soft focus. I really dug the lens. Yeah, yeah. So he had a, I guess, and he mentioned this in in um, one of those documentary episodes. I forget the name of the lens, but it's a Japanese lens. I looked it up on eBay. Uh, it's like 2000. The dream. Yeah, it, it, a dream lens, and that's exactly what it looks like every every time. I mean, he's shooting throughout. I think maybe with the same lens. It's got that uh, last ten Canon? minutes of. Is it Canon Dream? I think it might have been the Canon Japanese team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. It seems like that lens was shot for the entire movie, which you would never see with a movie like this. So I, it gave it a very like distinct and odd look that I think matches the last 10 minutes of Justice League, the Snyder cut of that, mm-hmm. uh, where you have the, the DC video. characters. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> and they're in the desert, and it's got that dreamy, soft focus look to it where – He's taking his time, bringing things to focus, or maybe the, the focus isn't exact, uh, you know, where it might be on uh, your traditional theatrical film. I really dug that, and I thought that was um, an interesting choice. You did? Because, oh boy. Um, I, 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 liked, I liked it on a lot of it. I just felt like it was overused for yeah. some reason by the end of the movie. Yeah. And I think it might just be because the movie was too damn long and doesn't pay off on enough of the stuff that it sets up. So by the end, I was just like, it, it really is. It almost feels like a, like a student film who just has kick-ass taste in like equipment and the things he's going to use. And I, like you were saying, I like a lot of what he did with the production. Cause I watched, I think there's only two episodes of that thing. And that thing's like in the 20 minutes of it is way more interesting than 90% of the whole movie and it's still him being way up his own ass but uh that yep. lens and the like the the really smart lighting a lot of the lighting they did uh was just like the the bracelet flashlights that the characters were were carrying that was like motivated narrative lighting that is built into the story that they were all carrying anyways and then uh he would be wearing a bright shirt like right, they would bounce shirt. the light off Yeah, they bounce the light off of him, and then they would staple white cards to the ceiling of the abandoned uh, casino that they were in because they knew the staples weren't going to do any damage or anything. They'd just staple really cheap white poster board to the ceiling, and they'd like have people either sitting on the floor bouncing a flashlight off the ceiling, or they would have the camera rig just had a flashlight like duct taped to the side of it, just pointed up at the ceiling. And they would be walking around with the rig and shooting it like that, bouncing light off the ceiling to just get a little bit of ambient light off the top of them. And it's like you you take that and use that as just a, a low budget production. That's a it's a great way to bounce some light for for next to nothing. Uh, yeah, that's a very not seventy million dollar approach. So I'm going to wear a white <laughs> yeah. t shirt. And we're going to use that to reflect the light so we can shoot this thing. He seemingly bragged about uh, spending the majority of the budget on the talent and uh, none of it on the actual production. Like a lot of it is uh, like CGI composition shots. A lot of the outdoors you're seeing, most of it's like nothing. It's basically Did you put quotes around talent? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, uh, I guess slow it down enough. I guess that's why it never actually feels like they're in Vegas. You know, it doesn't really feel like he uses it as much as he could for yeah, no. it to feel like they're actually there. It just feels like, oh, Vegas is in the background. And then, wow, we're inside a building now. So then the whole setup of this heist thing in Vegas, Vegas in particular, it doesn't really do anything for, for the Like, where's Batista anything, really? pulling the arm on a slot machine to slam into a zombie? Exactly. Tent? Was yep. that <laughs> was that wide shot too uh, of Zeus first coming over the hill at night after he kills the convoy? Is that just stock footage they comped in? <laughs> I couldn't tell if that. Card. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was like a real shot of Vegas, <laughs> like they actually shot that outside of Vegas or not. And I couldn't find anything on that. Uh, just like when all the all the military guys are waking back up after he murders them and like rips that yeah. one dude's jaw off and everything, he walks after up the... over the hill and that's the only shot oh, you actually yeah, see of yeah. Vegas. And even that, I was like, this feels like this whole desert is shot on a back lot and that they just comped in the like horizon line and that's just like footage Absolutely. of Vegas. Yeah, uh, 
I mean, yeah. that's again smart if if you're like a low budget production. That's that's a really easy thing to do in like After Effects and stuff. You can learn that on like YouTube in an afternoon. Uh, and go <laughs> to, grab to that go stock back footage, to the cinematography but... for a second. God damn, Zack uh, Snyder. I I liked the look of it aesthetically, but I didn't like it for this movie because it felt like it felt like a Terrence Malick kind of film. The way he shot it, which felt like really at odds with the kind of story he was telling, which is this like really big goofy zombie film like it was like this is the kind of thing you do for a more like introspective kind of narrative and this was just like you know big zombie i think it i think if it was a big goofy zombie movie then maybe a gimmick like those lessons would work but the moment when you try to make me give a fuck about this gigantic man that killed his ex-wife and now his daughter that hates him and then there's this thing about her being like a a fucking a savior of other immigrants. It's just there's too much shit for me That's to care the about. Funniest it. scene in any the movie. of it. Uh, when when they go to the immigrant camp. Oh no! Killing the mom. All the oh, audio yeah, cuts he, out, oh, and it's just oh, yeah. like loud whining noise. And then yeah. it cuts. It comes back in, and she yells "Mama," and it just cuts yeah. to the next scene. Oh. Yeah. I think, uh, like, I don't hate Zack Snyder. I'm not the biggest fan. I think uh, visually he's usually very interesting. But I think that he needs to stop having yes men around him that let him, one, write, because he should never, ever try to write, especially anything (laughs) sentimental or emotional, because everything he's ever written that has tried to do that just falls flat. It feels like a full house moment. It feels very just mm-hmm. completely out of whatever he's trying to do with the rest of the movie. He should also use a DOP because this just didn't... Like Laura said, like it works uh, at points, but for me, the movie's way too long. And there's too many moments where that just... It doesn't feel like it fits whatever he's trying to do with the scene. So yeah. then it's just very... It's very uh, distracting then because it's like, wait... Why is the person that's right next to him out of focus and he's in focus, but they're having a conversation where both of them are important. So then, I don't know, like that completely took me out of it to even try to give a fuck about that story that made no sense and didn't have any payout. Uh, I think you should just stick to directing and hey, you're good at that. Here's Here's the thing. If you remove that visual element to it, this movie has no defining characteristics at all, right? So maybe no. maybe it's not maybe it's not a, a good consistent choice to rely on that one lens for like eighty five percent of the movie. Fine, but it's what sets it apart from any other like Netflix yeah. fare that you might find, where it's just going to be a crunchy, generic shot with whatever premium popular lens right now. Uh, right. by whomever you know it's a hot lens and there's some great fucking looking like i it's one of the honestly cornier scenes after like the third time of watching this movie this week but that first time you oh, see Jesus. Zeus, three times <laughs> oh, dude, three times it's it's been just beating myself to death over here I got a house is going to get you a therapist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to need you to translate some words for me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, That first time you see Zeus uh, walk out into like the pool room with all the other zombies, that kind of feels like a mid 2000s music video, but they're like really playing with the focus on the fly there. And I think it's almost like, it doesn't even seem like it's on a dolly or anything. It might just be like him with it in hand. Actually. Yeah. I think there's a shot in the, the Snyder school part where he's got it in hand and he's just backing up and uh, he's got his assistant just with an arm out. So he doesn't fall into the pool. But uh, yeah, I really liked that. That was the first time where I was like, oh shit, this lens is pretty cool. And this isn't just like bullshit soft focus. It, at first, with Tignataro and everything, I couldn't tell if it was After Effects and, like, weird CGI shit they were doing or if it was actual, like, lens work going on. Uh, and that was, like, one of the first times where I was like, oh, no, this is the lens, and they're, like, actually just shooting this. Uh, but there's a lot of it where it just after, like, the second hour, I was like, this just needs to end. The <laughs> That's where my notes trailed off. off. I have yeah. notes for an hour, and then it just, it's, uh, my notes stop when the jerk cop that they brought as their bait, uh, when they're getting, when they're killing him, my notes stop because they're like, okay, all we saw was him be kind of a jerk. 
they tell us he's a rapist right before he dies. (laughs) And that's where my notes ended, because I was like, this movie's morals are so bizarre. Like, they don't know what's going on. I'm also confused at how the refugee camp worked. So, like, they're not allowed to leave the refugee camp because they could be infected. But volunteers are allowed to work with them without any kind of medical protection at all. Like, his daughter is there, and she's like a teenager, and they're like, yeah, you can work with these people who might turn into zombies and eat you. And none of it mattered, because that whole refugee camp was going to get nuked anyways. That was the point of the story. It's just like Mexico and the border. It was an allegory for the border, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, that. Did you guys like how uh, this movie, <laughs> how this movie brought together Donna Brazil and Sean Spicer on the big screen oh, for the first time ever? That was insane. What? Yeah, it's a like you when can you miss it moment, man. I, I don't even know who they are. So Sean I, Spicer I was. The, oh, you're uh, so lucky. He was the press secretary for Trump, and Donna Brazil is like a CNN contributor who works for the Democratic National Convention. Cool. They Extremely. were dreaming yeah. on the team. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they kiss? They were, yeah, they, they were, they were <laughs> making yeah, love. Yeah, they had sex Interracial kisses. A blink and you <laughs> miss it sex scene right, right in the beginning of the movie. Uh, He's so, got a hang up so for you, the CNN anchors. Anderson Cooper was in Batman vs. Superman, right? And so was yep. uh, oh, you're right. Neil deGrasse Tyson also. That's the thing. There's a lot of uh, like. Isn't Charlie like, Rose in that too? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I don't know what to call them. Like Snyder's like staples or something. Uh, I think Snyderisms, I guess. Like fucking. Uh, a dialogue. Hit just his like. <laughs> like almost like plot points. Everything in this one. There's so much of it. You've got the the zombie baby again from Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he loves his dead babies. Yeah, uh, he thinks he's doing like, like witty banter all the time, like <laughs> Gunn was doing in the original Dawn of the Dead, which is the weird thing. Like, why you wouldn't just hit up James Gunn at that point and be like, "Hey, you want to do another one of these?" Uh, it, because this was movie's all about him. Um, you know. Oh well, yeah. The... No, when you watch the Snyder School, he's like all—he's like a psyched <laughs> teenager. Like, oh, I'm do- I'm my own DP. I'm the cinematographer. I'm I'm the director. And like you were saying, Hans, there should have just been like one dude in the room that's like, no, don't. Yeah. Do what do you mean? Why? <laughs> yeah. Like. Also, why? Why do you have such a huge cast? Uh, which character is memorable? Well, you're remaking Aliens, so you have to you have to have the exact amount of people that you have Hicks had, and, and then a, a couple other characters to cover up the fact that you're remaking Aliens as a zombie movie, uh, and even shooing in Aliens. I was gonna say that. How many of you noticed the UFOs right off the rip? I didn't the first, the first time until you mentioned movie. it to me. What? No, I, d- what? I didn't even know there were UFOs. <laughs> I still haven't no, seen it. First frames of the movie as the convoy is pulling out of Area 51, there's two giant white glowing orbs in the sky, and I was smoking a J and went, wow, there's aliens in this. This is going to be a good one. And then they and speed they, off. They speed off the into the meet. air. And I, I noticed it immediately. I got online and was like reading reviews and there's whole ass reviews that are like verified on Rotten Tomatoes where people didn't notice any of that shit. There's no, people I, people that I didn't, didn't notice the blue blood uh, coming out of the the zombies or how there's like robot Terminator zombies. Uh, there's so much blink and you miss it bullshit in this movie that probably would have made the movie more interesting. And well... I, I think that the idea here must, and clearly we're seeing this, is Zack Snyder has a thing for playing in pre-existing universes, right? That's been his entire career today, by the dead. Wait! And Sorry, I think after <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League, where uh, WB and Warner Brothers and whoever owns AT&T, they're just trying to get him out of the picture. They're saying, oh, nobody even watched this. Who cares about this? Anyway, here's a trailer to Joss Whedon's Justice League, and then it gets swamped with a bunch of harassment, whatever comments. Um, you know, they they don't want anything to do with him. Netflix is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the complete opposite. They're saying this is the most viewed movie of all time for their platform within like a couple of days of it launching. So I, I think it three times. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is all just... to set up upcoming 
movies and series and this because there's an animated show that's in the works. Yeah, there's like a two prequel already planned. Yeah, Pre- they've already shot one of them, I believe. Prequels wrapped. Uh, yeah. Prequel was directed by the guy who played Dieter, the German safecracker, who he uh, wanted for Batman. Originally. It's billed as what? a romantic comedy, what? and he just announced that. Yeah, that was uh, that guy was that his was first pick for Batman. Really annoying. Like, uh, <laughs> everything, everything you say just bummed me out. Yeah, it's billed <laughs> as a romantic comedy. I believe they said it's called Army of Thieves, and it's early on in the outbreak. And then the anime they're doing is supposed to be about the like military guys early on in the outbreak, essentially like the shit you see in the opening, uh, like what Batista's character was doing before all of this, which is like just evidently sucking dick at his job, which you see in the end of the first 15 minutes that they showed as a preview before the movie came out. Uh, they go in to like find that lady's daughter in that like, basically 15 minute silent film they find her daughter and then as they get to the exit she's grabbed and no one thinks to help her that's the first time there's a there's an obvious moment where someone could be saved and helped and uh no one shoots or anything and then the little girl runs back and they just drop the the storage containers on them uh Mm -hmm. that's when i was like this movie is a great comedy uh (laughs) I just saw the alien thing and how the fuck, I mean, I I guess I just wasn't paying attention for the first minute or two. Yeah. It's, they were smart to do that. If the movie actually fleshed out the aliens, like, cause then you'd be like, Oh, Whoa. Like I missed out on, like there's so many missed opportunities in the movie, which is what like drove me. Poppycock. There's going to be six more movies where they can (laughs) get into these aliens. It's the Snyder shared universe. We get original IP shared universe since. Well, as long as part three is just uh, (laughs) a army of the dead. Here's the rain zombies. Finally. Well, no, uh, he's waiting for for Pen- the Pentagon to release the real alien so he can use real aliens yeah. for these movies. So yeah. <laughs> fuck it for inspiration. Uh, oh my god, it. I'm watching. I'm watching that scene where he kills his wife, and it's like, all oh, right, I'm supposed to feel bad for him. It it's rocks. Just funny. Yeah, and he looks like a California <laughs> raisin on fucking steroids. It's just a like I I want I need someone to fucking Photoshop the knife out of his hand, turn him purple, and put a fucking microphone in there, and he's just a California raisin. Like it's amazing. Uh... And I mean, I, I don't dislike <laughs> Batista, even though he's kind of a retard when it comes to politics. Uh, but uh, I don't dislike him as an actor. I just don't think that you get a man that huge to play a role where we're supposed to feel for him. No, you know, he's, he's, not a, he's not a bad actor at all. I just can't. Just be a henchman. Just yeah, be the strong guy. <laughs> be the villain, maybe yeah. even. But you mean you guys didn't believe? Like, you guys didn't believe that he wanted to make lobster rolls for the people. Uh, <laughs> they, they need to reboot uh, the Nutty Professor series with Batista. Just, uh, and he gets muscular instead of fat. <laughs> just a brief frame of Ryan. <gasps> Sorry about that. I'm hitting. I meant to hit mute by accident. He's naked. Changes. Ass, yeah, I was gonna say ass naked. <gasps> Drinking coffee. Whoops. <laughs> Talk about the Snyder cut, buttering himself up, literally. Yeah, that's but the also, Patreon Batista, bonus right there. Oh god. Batista doesn't really get too many like action scenes in this. Like you would think, you know, he'd be like the main star, doing all the kick-ass stuff. And really, for me, the best action scene of the characters was that Vasquez ripoff, the one that like was supposed to get killed. Um, when she was set up, and then she was like having to, you know, jack like twenty zombies all by yeah, herself. She earned her life back in my book. Yeah, by the way. that's my I was waiting. Tears. I she was waiting for back. that uh, Garrett fucking Dillahunt character to just be like, "Why won't you die?" Like it got like so cartoonish. Like what was it, two or three times before you finally okay. see her fucking die? And why didn't she say before face. she dies? Like that guy <laughs> <Yeah>. did this. <laughs> that guy did it. Uh, Let them yeah, know that that's that's one of the that was where I like checked out on the movie is the blatant Vasquez reference. If you remember back when they're all meeting in the like uh, abandoned parking garage and that corny white dude is like, nah, fuck this, bro. Nobody said anything about zombies <laughs> like I'm out of here. And for a moment, I was like, wait, are they like boyfriends? Uh, 
Cause like, there's like a strange, like he like cocks his head and looks all sad for a moment. I'm like, what is their relationship supposed to be? And he's like, Oh, I thought you, like, I thought we were always going to kill zombies together, homie. I was like, what is happening? And then uh, I can't get balls deep in that. Well, they ask everybody like who here hasn't killed a zombie before. And Vasquez chick is like, I haven't raises her hand. Yeah. And then like fucking, Oh, I'm angry as fuck. Now I'm an empowered woman. She just murders like a hundred zombies crashes through a window. Uh, and is not smart enough evidently to be like this motherfucker screwed me, uh, and just stands 10 feet away. That was the worst shot for me in the movie was she's like, 10 feet away then she's five feet away then all of a sudden they're like 20 feet away and that guzman <laughs> dude did not take a step like i was like what the fuck is going yeah. on like he didn't even aim his gun to shoot the zombies coming behind her yeah and the range just kept changing on how far they were apart and i was i got really confused and then instead of shooting at a zombie uh being she like, also had multiple times to just run yeah she like, could have yeah. run instead of fighting uh, five zombies around her Take off the straps of your backpack that are holding the the harness fuel that the zombies are actually holding on to and just run. And you see moments where characters like get away and do something smart. And then like five seconds later, that is just out the window with the same character and they're caught in some (laughs) dumb shit. And I was like, the consistency is all over the place and i guess that's supposed to convey like uh like what the walking dead also thought it was doing we're like oh anybody can die at any point in time and no one's safe but it's like no when you establish like these guys are like military trained for the most part and only a few of them are really like just regular people uh you would think it would be more proficient and then they get into an open space and they're just like everything's headshots and perfect kills and yeah (laughs) Yeah, not one like Gunshot that was missed. Yeah, oh. not a wasted round anywhere. Like it was. Well, that that mom in the opening scene, she has a fully automatic M4, and it's just straight headshots as she's firing. <laughs> it's because chicks rock, man. <laughs> what did you guys think of that sentimental opening where you had each character introduced holding their family photos oh, with like a Sears opening. backdrop? I really didn't <laughs> like that. I'll tell you uh, what, I really didn't like anything in the, the opening 30 minutes regarding the performances either. I, I, it felt very like TV movie-ish mm-hmm. to me. And, and um, yeah. shot in order too, for some reason, because of that. Like it feels like they warmed up to each other as the movie progresses. Uh, other than Tig Notaro, of course. Like she literally, like Hans was saying before, the pacing, everything that's the biggest thing where I felt like you couldn't tell she was there or you could tell she wasn't there the whole time was that uh, like everybody seems to not organically react to her being there. They're just, yeah, no one's like, trying to be rude. They don't want to be like, who's the old aunt that's yeah. hanging out with us? <laughs> their aunt. That's supposed to be the one that takes us safely out of here. Fuck. On that helicopter shit. Boring lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) That was the whole thing. I was like, I have a gay aunt like this. And like, she's not. Family. Love her. But holy crap, I would not be like, yo, I got this funny You wouldn't cast her in one of the biggest movies of all time? Yeah, Lorez, if you need a gay aunt for, for your next film, man, I... I gotta connect, man. Wait, well, well, you're telling me that you wouldn't ask her to save your life at the end of the world yeah, as a getaway driver? And that's that's another one of the alien ripoff moments. That's the not there on the launch yeah, Lance pad. Henriksen. Yeah, yeah. What is it, Bishop? Uh, yeah, Bishop. Yeah. Oh, when it just appears. The yeah, that's the whatever. that's the screwed on the launch pad moment. Uh, and then she comes back. It's like, oh no, it's not a bishop. We're not completely ripping off aliens. It's it's like, like, why did she leave in the first place? <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, she uh, she was being selfish. It was to show how edgy she was and really drive that. Yeah. At the end. <laughs> that that all There's along. There's a close up where she explains. Yeah, that. that's the craziest thing. Is that the one thing that kind of pays off is Tignataro's shitty joke at the beginning of the movie, where she's like, "Can you trust this guy? Can you trust this guy? How about this guy? Fuck this guy. This guy's the worst." 
he's gonna fuck us all. And he does fuck them all, so it gives away the whole movie, and then she ends up fucking everybody, and you're like, oh, God, how is the Tignataro plotline the one that pays off better than any of them? That makes no fucking <laughs> sense. Like, her character got, like, the full package, and she just was a shitty character, so you're like, you don't care, and you don't even realize that well, that happened by the end of it. She's an experienced writer, so she might have shown up and been like, hey, you know, maybe there should be some cohesion here with my character. <laughs> I think my girlfriend put on, like, one of her stand-up specials once, and we got, like, a minute in, and she turned it off. Uh, <laughs> well, so, no, I don't mean like... you have to like her, but I mean she's she's an experienced writer of, like, not just comedy, but, like, TV and stuff like that, too. Yeah, so that's like why I'm saying... Yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, she probably showed up on the set and was like, Man, my character should have some kind of connection yeah. to the story here she, right she, she fleshed out her whole character arc and was like there's gonna be payoff and snyder won't even realize it she uh, looks I, like when she's wearing the helmet she looks like a little boy that's wearing a hat that's a baseball hat that's way too big <laughs> <laughs> it's chris D'Elia's little boy that they brought in to <laughs> yeah there's there's a couple spots where uh, it looks like she's just like copy and pasted over where Crystalia actually was too, and I don't know if they actually did it that way. But do you guys think this movie would have been better with Crystalia intact, dude? What if he? <laughs> better question: If he gets cleared of everything, is there going to be a Delia cut? Oh, <laughs> hey! I believe the the lawsuits surrounding him uh, were dropped. So, oh shit! Why did everybody get get spacey? They all die. Um, I I do I I have no idea what what caused the uh, girl to drop the lawsuit, but it seems like everybody who got me tooed is kind of getting off the hook this week. Oh, we had damn. Dalia. We have Kevin Spacey. He's back. He's got some movie coming yeah. out in Italy. But he's like a de- detective. That he's a detective investigating pedophiles. Wrongfully accused pedophiles. Supposedly, it, you're you're not supposed to know if he's he's really a pedophile or not. The whole time, it's a who fucked the kids. <laughs> it's a buddy cup comedy with uh, with Bill Cosby as his yeah. partner. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Oh. Well, you see, Kevin, what you gotta do is... Yeah. It's like Lethal Weapon, but for sex crime. <laughs> the weapon is pills. <laughs> oh my god. I'm supposed we should to be quit tomorrow. Really? Was yeah, I think so. Uh, his sentence, I think, is up within the next year or two. Cosby? Yeah. Wow. wow, that was... What about Martin Sh- Sh- it? Yeah. <laughs> Sh- oh, he's he's probably going to go soon, you know? He's probably going to be dead eventually. Did, was he one of the guys who tried to get out when the when the the, the coup hit? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I didn't hear anything about that. I think Weinstein was eligible, and yeah, they decided like, no. Yeah, he tried to go for it, and they were like, no. Put your melted Those photos of him... <laughs> With a walker were so funny because it just looked like setup photos of him faking to oh, being man. just yeah. using that walker well, yeah, frail yeah. and shit. Yeah, it had the tennis balls on it. Even I was like, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. like, yeah, that's it, what poor people do to the walker. Yeah. You're a millionaire. <laughs> he, he called his prop team like, I, I need a walker. Make it look like I've got nothing left. <laughs> like a skywalker? He... No, not like that <laughs> at all. Is he super old, or is there a chance that he comes back in five years? Yeah, Weinstein? how old is he? Yeah, Weinstein's probably in his sixties, early sixties, maybe. Yeah, I think he's if uh, sixty-nine, the golden nice. year. Oh shit, dude! He spent his dude. That's probably no lie. Killing him in prison right now. <laughs> like he's like <laughs> my best year, and I'm caught in prison. Now's my time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought I'd be 69ing all 365 of this one. <laughs> God damn, dude. That is too perfect. You know, his, his Twitter page is still up, and mine are banned every time I try to open it. <laughs> Cosby has his, too. Cosby's still on Twitter. So is OJ. Yeah. That's right. What the fuck, Jack? Uh, <laughs> There's no video so... I hit us, so they let me stay on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Flores, since you're the only 
uh, Zack Snyder fanatic here, I think. Uh, where would you I, rank? I like a lot of his stuff. I'm just, I feel like I, I like really Snyder split too. down the middle the more yeah, he Hans, comes out. We all like Zack Snyder. Yeah. All right. I, love I actually sucked his dick once. <laughs> Sorry. I'm out of here now. <laughs> He's a Christian man. I don't believe that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where, where would you, where would you rank this in his filmography? Because to uh, me, it was right above sucker punch yeah no that i i had the same exact um take and you know i haven't seen the the uh legend of the guardians the owls of gahul <laughs> i just so, found out that was his the other day i've and seen I've the seen first it. 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes like a thousand times from working in a movie theater uh it's surprisingly good the fucking course you've seen it <laughs> it is it's surprisingly good Fantasy Jeff's boy our fantasy here. boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I haven't seen that one, so uh, I remember having a very difficult time with Sucker Punch, but I also watched that. The last time I watched it was probably around the time it came out, maybe a year or two after. So, uh, yeah, no, not not my, my favorite. Is, is that bottom of the totem pole for you guys, Sucker Punch? Probably, yeah. Because, that yeah. yeah, that would probably be mine as well. I would put this below Sucker Punch because Sucker Punch yeah. is a really bad movie, but it still had some fun just action scenes like with the World War One zombies. So that was kind of cool. Sucker Punch felt like a video game cutscene with none of yeah. the video game in it. Yeah. Uh, I did not enjoy that movie. I don't, I don't and think I, didn't I have ever any go back to that movie. Like that movie at least had a couple moments like, oh, that's really cool. And this, this film was just kind of boring, like a general malaise throughout it for me. Yeah, because I'm I'm in agreement with Jeff because I think Sucker Punch. While I didn't enjoy the story, it was one of those movies when we watched it live, like in the theater. My wife and I are looking at each other. We're like, "Is this what's what going on? What we think's going on? You know, like that kind of thing." We're like, "Is this a weird movie?" But also then, rape, yeah, More rape in that movie. And then, uh, he loves his rape lot. movies um, a lot. In that. But the the fight scenes are more rewatchable. Like, there's great shots and there's great cinematography in certain parts of it where this, mm-hmm. I don't recall. There's no scenes like that. Like, Oh, I want to see that scene again. You know, there is interesting camera effects done with the new lenses or his lenses and stuff. But, um, but there's no like memorable scenes for me. So I think this is my least favorite. It's, it's like 99 going off that hand. The opening where he has that, um, the battle in Vegas had really cool action scenes in it. And I wish he had just like interspersed that throughout the movie of, you know, mm-hmm. like that actually being part of the story. Cause there was really cool moments in that, like where the, the zombies getting blown up from the M60 machine gun. And then uh, there's that paratrooper coming down and getting eaten. Like in interspersed throughout the movie, that would have been some like really cool, memorable stuff. But this is like this quick flash of all these scenes. And you kind of forget it as the movie goes along and it just becomes this, boring slow two and a half hour film that's uh, that's why i said i think i told you jeff i was saying i think the movie would have been way more like kinetic and interesting if it was like a zombie apocalypse that happened to happen while these people were robbing a bank yeah i'm like then you're like oh fuck like you know they go into the bank and then fucking manager comes out all fucked up from a bite he got on his way into work that morning and shit's already going nuts outside but they don't know it as it starts to go nuts in the bank and then uh it unfolds from there i kind of thought that's what was gonna happen and then i'm sure a bunch of other people probably thought that too he probably had that idea at some point thought it was really predictable but there's like there's no ticking clock really sort of feeling which i really like in stories usually is like there's some stakes and you're like oh fuck this they need to get going other than the like uh there's a nuke coming and that never really feels like a ticking clock the whole time to the point where they have to just be like, oh, it's it got moved up a day. Like, now you really got to go. And that never genuinely feels like it raises the stakes, like, at all. It's just sort right. of like they're still going about their shit like usual, not really freaking out or anything. And then the nuke hits, and it was like if they all just, like, went inside the vault, they would have been fine. They could have just like waited yeah. out all the zombies inside the vault and like movie over. Like, oh, that guy well, fucked heist, us, but he also well, kind of like, saved us. Cancer after the fact, so they would have looked like Tig within a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so they didn't melted. remove those with CGI. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, and the heist too is really underwhelming because all it is they get that safe cracker, and all he does is just kind of put his ear to the thing and turn the knob a couple of times, and they go, oh, "Got it open." Well, he draws some some stuff on the wall and some numbers and some assumed geometry. Don't I kept expecting the cool like CGI cutaway to like how the gears work in his head and stuff. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna yeah. do something cool," and then it's just him drawing on it. Yeah. That, well, that was the the tonally retarded first half of the movie confusing you. I think he's where... gonna have some like mm-hmm. cool tools he's gonna pull out, or like you know some drills or whatever, and it's just him going, "Okay, two to the left, three to the right, I'm done." What did you guys Steve, think? Steve Think-ha. had a better vault scene, and that came out fifty years ago. Bad Santa had a <laughs> yeah, better vault definitely. scene. <laughs> Thief fucking rocks. Yeah, uh, three, uh, yeah, terrific. Good reference. Uh yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of the the like visualization scene? Sorry, can we can we uh, just before we move on? Can we talk about the music? Oh, with for sure. Because <laughs> that's one thing that has always bothered me about him. That every time there's any type of music, number one, it has lyrics, and number two, the lyrics explain what you're seeing on screen. <laughs> so it's mean? like it's so it's like we're fighting. Expect? fighting zombies and the zombies are dying and oh look that zombie's dead and it's like what, really do you need to well what? he even Just... includes zombie in it from the cramp yeah. oh, oh yeah, my yeah god yeah. oh that uh, that was at the end of it i i was like this is a are you serious did like, you guys see the, the social awareness campaign that followed that like you know, that was a song about the IRA bombings and people dying. And Zack Snyder, he just threw it in here. So, because ca- it's zombie, it's zombie movie and it's called Zombie. Yeah. Well, he definitely <laughs> got all the Irish in Vegas that day. Well, it's just the IRA I guess, bombings. I, I just, I, I think it's funny that Irish people forget sometimes that nobody gives a fuck about Ireland. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, yeah, keep your outrage over there. We're not even England that's right next to you cares about you. We got enough outrage in America true. right now. Yeah. yeah. This is why I, 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 I just, I don't like Irish when, rage. when people try to like rationalize what they hate through like some kind of social awareness like filter, you know, it can just be bad because it's corny, you know, it doesn't yeah. need to be, well, yes. it's bad because it's socially harmful. It's harmful to society. It's just like, no, this is shit. Look, oh, it's not the worst oh. example of a Zack Snyder, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> uh, music uh, uh, <laughs> drop, you know. Uh, I would say <laughs> Hallelujah is the most uncomfortable moment oh, in any movie. Yes. So I'm, I'm look, I'm numb. He can play whatever he wants. He could do Lou Bega on the soundtrack. It would be great uh, compared you know, also, to when Watchmen sex out, scene. Nobody when that song came out, like I remember that. Like, nobody was going, "Oh wow, they're bringing awareness to all the bombings in Ireland." No, it was like that song where they go zombie, zombie. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. It? Well, that's what I was thinking. It's like who has ever heard this song and thought you know every what, time i listened to it this is <laughs> the every time he listens he has a single tear going on his yeah. face yeah like, <laughs> that no, last this scene song is, this song is about zombies that's it and no one's even paid uh, attention to what the words my nephew's say. band <laughs> covered that song a couple years ago in high at their high school like talent show thing and they just thought it was his band thought it was a cool song that's all mm-hmm. they know yeah. about it. They're 15 now. They they found it on YouTube. And we're like, this song's awesome. Zombie, zombie, like, zombie. Just like Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your nephew is like, this song's all about wiping Ireland off the map. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real people. <laughs> I shed one little potato tear. <laughs> they had no potatoes that day. <laughs> uh did any of you guys pick up on uh what is it Vandero? Is he na- you think is he supposed to be named after like Mies Vandero? Fucking less what? is more. No. Uh, the big black dude. That that would be a very snipe. They call him do. Van for most of the movie. His yeah. name's Vandero. I didn't even think about that, but uh, probably. I think the old lady at the beginning when they introduce him calls him by his full name or maybe he was Batista, my favorite character. But... Well, he's yeah, the one he's, that he's to have like a character. the unofficial main character of the movie, and they give it away early on in the movie when they introduce him shirtless, and he has the Omega symbol branded on his chest, and the whole movie is filled with Greek iconography. I uh, thought at first that was just like a dark side reference, and then when they said the whole thing about the Alphas, I was like, oh, okay. I saw... Well, the, com- like Olympus was the, the right. uh, casino. 
Yeah, mm. I saw a review where someone was like, oh my god, he put in a, a Dark Side reference. Maybe it's like a shared universe with the DC movies. And I was like, I hate people. Like, there's Greek, like, <laughs> Greek symbolism throughout the entire movie. Like, the fucking main, main zombie is Zeus. Fandorel uh, is. Uh, no, the, like Ryan was saying, the place is called Olympus, like Mount Olympus. He's in the fucking penthouse suite of it all the way at the top of it. And then, uh, one of the videos I watched on it, they give away actually the mural painted on the front of the Olympus is literally all of Zeus's story and even has like aliens in the mural. Uh, like it's a blatant giveaway to the whole movie is just like a, like a Greek, like hieroglyph on the wall. Uh, hmm. right outside of the casino but there's all sorts of shit like that throughout it and then you see the Omega man uh, or the Omega symbol on his chest when he's like shirtless I think like chopping wood or sawing some shit I don't even remember what he's doing it's early on in the movie and then uh, they refer to the fucking super zombies as alphas and I'm like oh yeah alpha and Omega is the Omega man the, the beginning and the end and I'm like they give away right there if you're not like a complete Snyder Cut fanboy that this is gonna be the last guy standing and I saw that being like a huge uh, Omega Man fan and all these old uh, movies the the fucking just Charlton uh, Heston walking around as a zombie the, the real <laughs> I am legend uh, the book uh, fucking uh, all Richard sort of Matheson? what is it Heston that did that original one is that I am uh, Omega I believe yeah, there's one with Vincent Price and then yeah. Charlton Heston did the Omega Man which is in the public domain now mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah. shit it is that's red yeah uh, that's why that's why when I am legend came out uh, with the Will, the Will Smith Warner Brothers one there was one with uh, what's his name from American Iron Chef Mark Dukakis from oh, uh, yeah. John Wick 3 called I am Omega that the asylum put out immediately like that week. Oh yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Shot it in a parking lot. That's the one that like <laughs> fucks my brain damaged head up is there's always some like bootleg red box knockoff to confuse the shit out of me. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that one's like a dead giveaway and then they just keep driving all that shit up. I expected the tiger to have, or yeah, the tiger to have a fucking some sort of like Greek God name or some sort of Greek goddess name. And it's a they call it like Valentine or something that's not explained. Uh <coughs> Stavros the Tiger. <laughs> uh there's also Last Man on Earth, where the last man on earth he's stupid. There's also Last Man has... Standing with uh Tim Allen on Fox every <laughs> Thursday at eight. The mid read. It's just Wilson's head. Biting. He's biting the fence, just holding on to it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me suck your dick. We're rapist zombies. (laughs) (laughs) So they're not doing sequels then. What they're doing is just prequels and animated thing that's not related to the main story they'll they'll probably do a sequel at some point but i think they have more to juice from it with prequels because batista dies at the end um and you have well i mean it's just probably the best way to utilize this cast they should bring her back with the daughter is just super roided out just like huge (laughs) and like (laughs) running his food truck that he wanted she's just like living his life like ah pull a last of us too well she was putting her roids in her eyes that's her problem (laughs) oh but she has to kill herself at the end because she killed her dad Yeah, it's just a whole movie of her angry murdering zombies only to <laughs> yes. realize that she has to off herself at the end. But she has enough energy left to cry like her dad did right before yeah. she dies. So I think <laughs> we all agree. We're all we're all on the same page. This movie's not good, right? What is what is the last good zombie I I mean movie, series, miniseries, whatever it might be? Train to Busan. That was pretty good. So they're actually, I think they're running that tonight for the first Last Drive-In movie. I need Uh, to see that. Oh, that's right. The second one was one of the biggest piece of shit I've seen. Oh, that's Peninsula was terrible with the CG cars. It looks like Gran Turismo for PlayStation. Yeah, that was (laughs) so fucking bad. I just watched that a couple weeks ago, and that was hard to get through with how good the first one is. How do you guys feel about the uh, the American remake we're going to be getting? 
unnecessary. It's going to be <laughs> shit, uh, just like every remake that yeah. Americans make. 